Welcome to the Conquer Your Draft Podcast, where fantasy champions are made. Welcome to the Conquer Your Draft Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Josh, and with me as always is Mike. How you doing, Mike? Well, I told you before we started that I'm in a bit of a sports hangover because both the NBA and the NHL are in the first round of their playoffs. So in the first round of their playoffs, just like the first two weekends of the NFL playoffs, it's just like games every night. Like it's just, it's like every night there's three or four basketball and hockey games and I try to watch them all. Um, and I'm just like, I love it. Like it's a great time, but I'm so exhausted because all I'm doing every night is staying up and like the late games don't start till like 10 o'clock. So I'm sitting here at like 1230 trying to trying to sleep <laughs> watching Are you the, a big basketball guy um i like i watch most of the raptors games during the years because obviously like we're canadian canadian yep. canadian show so for our american listeners we are we're canadian so i do watch the toronto raptors but in the playoffs i often tune in for more games it's same in, with hockey i watch the toronto maple leafs i watch all 82 leaf games i only watch other hockey generally in the playoffs and i will like put it on in the background and like have it on during stuff. One of the reasons why I was so interested in the NBA was because the Sacramento Kings who have like, haven't made the playoffs in like 15 years or something or never, I don't even know. They they're not only in the playoffs, but they have a two nothing series lead. And I heard another, like a, like a radio show that I listened to for sports call Sacramento. One of the most like, like unbelievably like ignored franchises and doesn't mean anything franchises in, in sports history. Like they don't move the needle. They're completely <laughs> useless and ridiculous because they just don't do anything. And I was trying to think like, is there another, like, is there a sport that I follow up that has like a completely irrelevant franchise? Cause even in the NFL, you could argue that the jets have been irrelevant for a while, but because they're in New York, I think they're a heightened franchise. Like I think they get a lot of attention. So to be irrelevant, like Sacramento is in the it's a small market, and their team sucks, and the team's always sucked. So I think that like from my perspective, like okay, I understand why you're saying irrelevant. Like, what would the NFL irrelevant franchise be like up until the past two years? Like, would it be the Lions, like the Detroit Lions? It could be. Uh, maybe you could argue like the Texans. <laughs> now the Texans definitely, but when they had Watson, I would say. They, they want. Yeah, I, I would say like before and after Watson, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jacksonville, they had like that couple year spurt where their defense like carried them to the playoffs, but yes. otherwise, the, up until Trevor Lawrence, they were pretty forgotten about for the most part, I think. But that's the thing. I don't think the NFL has that team that has been just a, a disaster. Like the NBA has Sacramento. And the NHL has the Arizona Coyotes that have been an irrelevant, useless franchise and a complete disaster there. I think the NFL does a bit of a better job that every couple of years, your team kind of bounces back. Because even think about the other terrible NFL teams right now, like the Colts. Well, during the Manning years, they were a powerhouse. Yep. And it's only, you know, since Manning's gone, they haven't been able to recover. But like they, okay, they haven't been kind of great since him, but they've had like, you know, they had Andrew Luck for a bit. They had they had spurts that they were coming back to it. Um, like I think there are franchises on the downward turn, like the Texans. We talked to, we talk a lot about the Cardinals 
and how they're just going yeah. down fast. But I would say over the past couple of years, you'd say they're more relevant than than just an irrelevant team. Like it seems like the NFL is a better job of all their teams go through phases of relevance. Yeah, I don't I don't think I would call like any of the teams like as ever irrelevant. I I just think the NFL goes in cycles. Like yeah. they go through the highs and the lows. Like the Patriots are in a bit of a, a slump right now compared to how they were for like the past, I don't know, 15 years, 20 years. Um, like Chicago was in a slump for a long time. They're kind of coming on their way back up. Same thing with the Jets. Uh, the Cardinals obviously on their way down right now. Uh, the Falcons on their way down. It wasn't that long ago the Falcons were in the Super Bowl. Um, so I, I think the NFL does a good job of like, uh, I don't know, like you, you don't get the, the dynasties happen, but they don't last forever, you know, like, uh, and even when they do, like even in the middle of them, like the Patriots lost two Super Bowls during their heyday. Uh, the Chiefs have lost a Super Bowl or two. Uh, the Bills have not won the Super Bowl in, in despite how much of a powerhouse they've been. So I think, uh, I think the NFL does a better job of keeping all the teams somewhat relevant. Yeah. And even um, the smaller market teams. Like, they, yeah, like they're the NFL is so big that every team is big, even in their market. Like they they've they've got like, you know, you wouldn't think Green Bay as to in terms of the size of that region, that they would be a great market for for any pro sports. But they've had a relevant football team for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't know, maybe that's part of it. It's just like, I don't know, the NFL has been around for so long and been so popular for so long. Oh, and it that, owns like, days there's of so the much week. history. There's yeah, no and it, it does own days of the week. There's yeah. no sport other than the NFL that owns days of the week. Like when when you get because soccer's so international, when you get a big tournament, that takes over that time period. But I can't name yeah. a sport that that conquers like days of the week. Like they own Sundays, they own Monday yep. nights, and they own Thursdays now too. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I thought that was yeah, interesting. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm still trying to think like I, if I would classify anyone as irrelevant. I don't think yeah. I can. No, I don't think I can either. And I think that is that is really interesting. And that's it's it's so it is so interesting. And and watching like the playoffs playoff sports is is the best of anything. Like it's so oh yeah playoff in any sport. It's so intense. It's so amazing. So it's really cool to have uh, the playoffs here in in some sports um and nba and nhl have been been keeping up on it and it's uh it's a slog but hey it's something to do it's gonna keep you want to talk about uh you might talk about that leafs game or you you just want to put put that in the i i don't put that in a black box somewhere and move on like i (laughs) (laughs) i was sitting there and i'm ready to go and i did my my yearly you know, and I'm ready to be hurt again, post on social media, and it's all And then fun. you were immediately hurt. Yeah, because it's because it, that's what happens. Like, it's why, right? It's, 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 it's like being hurt so often in relationships, which also sticks well for me as being a Leaf fan and myself, um, <laughs> that you, you just, you go into it being like, this is going to go poorly because, and you're not, you're not, you're not pessimistic. People said, oh, you know, that, that's a pessimistic view. Not if it happens. It's not pessimism if you're predicting accurately what's going to happen. If you walk into a room, like if you walk into a room that is painted yellow 
And every time you walk into this yellow room that's painted yellow, someone punches you in the face. And then you walk into a room that's painted blue and no one punches you in the face. It's not pessimism to be like, I don't want to go into yellow rooms. We're going to get punched in the face. That's not being pessimistic. That's being realistic. The Leafs completely fell apart in game one, laughably a disaster. And all Toronto sports media is being like, oh, a lot of people are like overreacting today. I don't think that's overreacting. I think it's reacting the appropriate amount for what is happening here because that was a disaster last night and i can't even i by the time this podcast out game two will have happened so i'm hoping for for a better result in game two but they they cannot fall behind to nothing in this series they just can't no no not against tampa bay that's for sure no, you can't. Like now, because again, talk to flip it back to basketball quickly. Sacramento has a two nothing lead on the Golden State Warriors. Now, Golden State with with Seth Curry, they could come from behind two nothing. Like you can believe Absolutely. that because they're a oh, championship yeah. team. The Leafs haven't won anything. You don't believe that they're going to come behind two. Like that's a hole to dig yourself out of. So I think it's very different being down two nothing when you have that ex- championship experience behind you. Yeah, I agree. All right, well, now that we got that off your chest, uh, yeah, let's you talk go. with some news. Let's get into it. Uh, we will, we'll we'll start with the Cardinals because we've got another player who is uh, looking to leave, not wanting to be part of their rebuild. Uh, safety Buda Baker is uh, requesting to trade. Like flies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a bit of a bit of a fire alarm going off there. Everybody's just heading for the exits, especially their more experienced guys who you would kind of. You kind of need them to stick around and help you rebuild, right? Because otherwise, you got nothing. Like I, don't, I guess that at least gives you a chance at having a winning season. It's a small chance, probably, but at least a chance. But if they're all bailing and then you're left with nothing, then like, what are you doing? Well, somebody, somebody has to play for you next year, right? Yeah. In, in theory, in theory, somebody has to play football for you next year. So you're right. There's sort of two problems here. One, if you if you're doing a rebuild and all your veterans are leaving you, that's problem that's problem number one. Like who's who's gonna be here to lead your team. Problem number two is you have to have bodies out there. What are they gonna do? Just have a team of rookies? Like they've got well, it they gotta That's the thing, yeah. They they won't they won't have an issue finding bodies because like it's the NFL. You'll you'll find enough people. But are, are those people the right skill level is going to be the question. Uh, so it could be a very painful season for the Cardinals this year if more players keep leaving like this. And depending on how long Kyler Murray takes to get back to full health. On top of a new head coach uh, coming in and how we've seen that can be a very painful experience like it was in Denver. Um, the other Cardinal who is looking to leave uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Did, did you see his body language uh, reactions to teams? Uh, yes, I did. Yeah, so looks like he wants to go to the Chiefs or the Bills. Not a big fan of uh, New England or the Jets. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. So, I mean, I, I think in terms of picking Super Bowl contending teams, the Chiefs and the Bills make sense. Like they're they're probably going to be surefires. I think the Jets and the Patriots are kind of we just don't know what direction yeah. they're heading in. Like the Jets, I'm still concerned that they haven't 
made their big deal, like that would be concerning me a little bit. Like what, whatever the holdup is there, are they going to nipples for nipples? Yeah. Like, are they going to get it done? I was trying not to say his name. I'm trying like, you know, we you know, only bring him up when we absolutely have to, because I have to call him <laughs> nipples. Um, and you know, this is a serious show folks. Um, oh, yeah. I just, I just hate, I hate him. I hate him so much. Um, he's nipples to me. So I just, the fact that they haven't made that trade and it's still waiting makes me think that, I mean, maybe this isn't going to happen or might happen late and it might be a complete disaster for them. So I, I think it makes sense is what I'm trying to say. The Bills and the Chiefs are teams that you probably would want to be a part of. Yeah, I think I would, because obviously looking at this through the fantasy lens, because uh, this is a fantasy football show, I think I would rather see him go to the Chiefs and give Patrick Mahomes that wide receiver one. Yes. Whereas if he goes to the Bills, then he's, he's competing with Stefan Diggs. They're eating off each other, right? I mean, like, is he better than Diggs though? Like, is like is Diggs? And no, Allen no, I'm not saying relationships. Like, I just feel like he's number two to Diggs. If he goes, no, I, I agree. I, I fully agree with that. But his skill level is high enough that he's going to take stuff away from Stefan Diggs. Totally. Because like like right now, or I guess sorry, this past year with Stefan Diggs, and then it was Gabe Davis, mm-hmm. and we saw Diggs did fine, but DeAndre Hopkins is far and above the quality of player that Gabe Davis is, without a doubt. So, There's no question. So I think that hurts Stefan Diggs' fantasy value while capping DeAndre Hopkins. Whereas if he goes to Kansas City, maybe he hurts Travis Kelsey's a little bit, mm-hmm. but the cap is a lot higher for him, and it's pretty much like the same tier of quarterback could be throwing him the ball. Like, I think it's fair to say Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are pretty comparable in terms of who, if you wanted to, if you were stuck with one of the two of them, you'd probably be happy either way. And I think on a fantasy standpoint, you see less a a high end wide receiver hurt a tight end. Like I still think Mahomes is going to get the ball to Kelsey and has the two options. So I think that you're right in terms of fantasy, Hopkins ending up in Buffalo probably will bring Diggs's value down a bit. Whereas Hopkins ending up in um, Kansas City, his value is going to be great. And I don't think Kelsey's dropped significantly because he's still such a powerhouse. You can use those two weapons. Um, again, just as a Bills fan, the Bills need something. Like they need to do something this offseason. They need another offensive weapon. I, I still think it should be a running back. but It absolutely should be. Yeah. But because I think the receiving core is fine and i think knox is you know has been a fine tight end and i think Diggs is a great number one and you can just fill in the, but so just a good running back would be great but if not that then fine give josh allen another great weapon like that's the only reason why a part of me is like interested in that because hey why not give josh allen more weapons because this team needs to make a change here yeah i i think the running back situation needs to get fixed before before adding more receiving weapons, but we'll see what they do. Uh, there are two uh, two big name running backs that are potentially facing being cut, though. Could be options for the Bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, reports coming out that Dalvin Cook could be cut or traded from the Vikings as soon as next week before the NFL draft. That's a surprise to me. Um, he had another decent year. I know. I know they're up and down, but I had Cook, and he had a decent season. Like he was around. Yeah, every, cons- every considering week. he still had the shoulder issues last season. Uh, but even considering that, like he still did pretty well. And he had a shoulder surgery this offseason to, I guess, prevent that from happening again. 
so it shouldn't be an issue moving forward, but I think I think the Vikings are just trying to look to the future as best they can. Because um, I have another, we'll, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but another piece of news with the Vikings that kind of signals that they're looking towards the future and looking to maybe enter a rebuild. Mm. Uh, but if, if they do let Dalvin Cook go, then... Well, that's step really one. <laughs> well. Rebuild. That is step one, yeah. Um, but Alexander Madison would be next up uh, on the depth chart, oh, and they don't have true. anybody else. That's so true. I would assume they're. All, I'm. I'm guessing if they do let uh, Dalvin Cook go, because uh, he is 27 years old, so he is mm-hmm. getting up there for for a running back. Mm-hmm. Um, if they do let him go, then I'm guessing either they're going to look to lean on Alexander Madison for at least this year, or draft a running back pretty high uh, and then between him and Madison let them basically fight it out for yeah, the RB1. I think the problem the problem I would say with that I mean the NFL draft does go pretty deep but I think the Vikings first pick is like 22 or 3 around there I need to get it right I need to get it in front of me but it's like in the 20s so I would just I don't know. I don't know if you're going to get the the guy you want. Like the NFL draft does go deep. Like usually you can see players up to like 15 in the NFL next year, depending upon um, the position. But it's it, once you get deep in that round, it's hard to get a starter out of that. Yeah, they are uh, pick number 23. 23. But uh, running backs have over the past little bit have been dropping in drafts like they're mm-hmm. like gone gone like are the days where like yeah yeah gone are the days where teams draft one in like the top three picks right now they're mm-hmm. more like mid first round picks mid first round picks lots of second round picks for running backs too like they they often get sl- like slipped out of the first round as well so it does happen yeah you're right yeah so, so I, I i'm i'm assuming b john robinson will be the first running back who gets drafted i think so i don't imagine personally yeah <laughs> i don't i don't imagine he'll go there no um, but I think that they could still get a good running back there if, uh, if they wanted. Yeah. Uh, but then the other running back who is potentially going to be cut is, uh, Joe Mixon. So the Bengals yeah. have stated that, uh, unless Joe Mixon takes a pay cut, they are going to be, uh, they're going to be cutting him. Uh, I'm assuming that's probably a combination of, uh, his his age, the off field drama, and just looking towards the future. Um, probably the off field stuff with the the legal issues, the bigger part of that. I'm sure. I think that that probably spurred things forward a bit for them. Yeah, I mean, he, he's only he, he's 26, so he's right on that the edge of that where teams are probably not likely to give him like a long term contract. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say like maybe a one or two year deal for another team, or he can take a pay cut and stay with them uh, with the Bengals. So we'll see how that plays out over the next few weeks. And I'll skip ahead to the the other news I had for the Vikings. So the 49ers have been getting trade inquiries from other teams for Trey Lance. And one of them is reportedly from the Minnesota Vikings. Really? Yeah, so uh, apparently it doesn't seem like San Francisco is like actively trying to shop Trey Lance. The teams have just come calling, uh, and one of them uh, was reported to be the Minnesota Vikings. So they could be looking to move on from primetime Kirk. 
that, I mean, it's interesting because they had such a good year last year. Um, but maybe they just feel like, okay, he, he's, he can get us some stats, but is he going to get the job done in yeah. the big games that we need him to, especially the playoffs? And so maybe they figure, okay, if we're rebuilding, time to move on. And he has a pretty big contract, doesn't he? He does. He has a pretty massive contract. Um, which, like, I don't... <laughs> unfortunately, I don't even know how old he is off the top of my head, but unfortunately, I don't think another team would would want to pick that contract up. Like, I think he's, he might get released or bought out or what have you, but I he's don't 34. know. 34. Okay, yeah, I think he's... Once the Vikings say they're done with him, I think he's done, done. Yeah. I think... Is this his... No, this is not his last year on the contract, is it? I don't think so. I thought he had it. I thought it was quite a bit longer um, than that. But again, I don't. I don't have like a list of the NFL contracts anywhere near me. I don't know if the NFL has the uh, hockey has some great websites that break down contracts like cap cap friendly and things like that. So I don't know if the NFL has the same equivalent where you can look and like dive into contracts. Cause I don't know too much about his specific. I just remember it being a big money and, and length of deal that took him well, well late into his years. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not too sure. I'll have to do some digging for that, but uh, yeah, financially, like aside from the contract, uh, it would make sense to, move on from Kirk because he's definitely not the long-term answer for the, for the Vikings. But yeah, it might not be, might just not work out for the money wise. Um, in other news for quarterbacks, the commanders uh, are confident in Sam Howell's abilities to be the starter for 2023. So we spoke about him last week in the quarterback section of the rookie review. Uh, he played in one game. Still finished higher than Malik Willis in fantasy points. Hmm. Um, but it seems like they're willing to uh, ride with him for at least this next year and look at shoring up the rest of their team in this draft. Um, so quickly, Kirk Cousins is in the final year of his contract, $35 million. So he'll be a free agent next summer. $35 million a year is what he's making. And Dalvin Cook has still five years left in his contract. He has five years left. Five years at a salary oh of twelve point six million, and guaranteed it's twenty eight point one million guaranteed. So five years Holy. left, sixty three million dollars. That that's a much bigger hit than Kirk Cousins. Yeah, oh and, and like Kirk Cousins, so thirty five million for a year, and he had signed a big contract. It's expiring next year, so they're probably thinking, okay, he'll be thirty five. We'll either let him go or maybe we sign him as a backup for a small amount of money, but then getting trade Lance makes sense. But Dalvin Cook, that's a big price tag to be letting go. Yeah. Like in the NFL, they have to buy the player out. Like they're going to have to pay him a bunch of money <laughs> to go away if they're going to release him. <laughs> yeah, but but now if they can find someone in a trade. Oh, a trade's different. The, if they can find someone in a trade, yeah. it's different. Yeah, so they're screwed if they end up cutting him financially, yeah. but if they can trade him, then all well and good. Still a big contract. Like that's a it lot is. of money. That's going to be hard to, to find a team to trade. Yeah. 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 Yikes. Um, speaking of a lot of money at uh, Jalen hurts is now the, uh, I believe the highest paid NFL player on a yearly average mm-hmm. with his so. new contract. 
definitely definitely the highest paid quarterback in terms of yearly average. But I think I also saw highest paid NFL player. Um, so he just signed a five year, two hundred fifty five million dollar deal with one hundred seventy nine. One hundred seventy nine point three million guaranteed. I'm not going to do the mental math on and seventy nine point three million dollars guaranteed. This contract expires guaranteed. in twenty twenty nine, right? Like twenty twenty nine is when this ex- contract expires, and he's going to make in just five years. He's going to make guaranteed one hundred seventy nine point three million dollars. <laughs> yeah, and I just learned this in the announcement. Uh, that all of his, uh, like his management team, like media manager to like his agent, all female. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. I, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Neither did I. I just learned that from reading a few articles on it. Yeah. Most, huh? mostly black women, but all female. And that's a pretty good payday for your team. Percentage of that. Yeah. Pretty good yeah, payday. They got for him everyone. the money. They got him the they money. They got him the money. Yeah. And now, so now that has further complicated the Lamar Jackson situation. Uh, there's a report that the Ravens have offered Lamar Jackson a deal with $200 million guaranteed, which clearly has either been turned down or still being negotiated where, since it's not been accepted. But now reports have come out. I can't remember if it was from Lamar himself or from Lamar's camp, but basically they're saying like they're happy that Jalen Hurts got the money, like glad to see it. Now we want Lamar to get the money and probably even more than what Jalen got. So I don't think that's going to get fixed anytime soon. There's no, there's no way it's going to, I just, I don't know what's going to happen in Baltimore because technically can't they just franchise tag him? Because I, I, I thought uh, he had a year left in his contract. I thought this was like a negotiation. Like, I thought he was... Maybe I'll go back to this contract screen and see about it. But I thought they could franchise tag him for one year and, like, force him to play. But I feel like he had said he's not going to do... Like, I'll let it happen. Well, I, they, well, they put him on that non-exclusive franchise right, tag. Right, that's... Okay, that already happened. Yes, okay, yeah. yes. I'm yeah. seeing that here. He's got the one-year... $32.4 million pay payday. So what he's negotiating for is a contract that would start in 2024. So he's technically on contract for next season, but he does, he, he doesn't want to play without this worked out. Yeah. And that uh, non-exclusive tag to the Helen, that's where the draft picks come in. And that's why a lot of teams aren't willing to just trade for him. And it gives the Ravens the ability to counter and know exactly what you offered. So it puts him in a real hard position for negotiating because the teams are basically negotiating against themselves. If I was a team that had like a decent quarterback, I, again, I can't even off the top of my head think of, of what would be enough, but if I had a decent quarterback, I might go to them and be like, okay, I'll package. Like, for example, if I was green Bay, I would say, <laughs> I, no, cause, cause you know, who's leaving. We know he's leaving. Yeah. So I would yeah. say, okay, here's Jordan Love, a first round quarterback pick, and and some draft picks. Like I would give up a few picks to bring in Lamar Jackson because then your team is no longer rebuilding. Jackson's younger. He he. If you can if you can build a team around him and he stays healthy, he's a great quarterback. He just hasn't stayed healthy. Like that's that's been his main issue is health. So. I 
I would, if I was an NFL team, be exploring Lamar Jackson. I understand it's complicated, but I I might go to him and be like, okay, like I'm Green Bay, take my first round draft pick this year and some other maybe players that I throw in and I'll take Lamar Jackson because you just, he needs to be playing somewhere. He's only 26. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I agree. He needs to be playing. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think, unfortunately, we're going to see a situation where he just doesn't play this year if they don't get this deal done. That's what it looks like. And then we've seen how that plays out with Deshaun Watson, obviously obviously for very different reasons, but the impact of sitting out even only 12 weeks, like that's hard to come back into the rhythm of it. And odds are, if he sits out this year, he's going to be playing for a different team. The following year, he's got to learn a whole yeah. new system, whole new culture, like... I think that's going to be rough for him. You need an off season to learn those things. And it keeps getting proven time and time again. And for whatever reason, these quarterbacks don't learn their lesson because that, that Deshaun Watson, like it was disaster. He came back and it was a disaster. So if you're Jackson, you should be thinking, I got to get a trade done here so I can have an off season to go to a team. Yeah, exactly. This is one of those things where you want it sooner than later. Like you don't want to be in like July and sorting this out. No, you don't. Uh, but uh, quarterback Bryce Young, uh, NFL draft prospect, has canceled team visits after reports that he will be drafted with the number one pick in the draft. Yeah. So it seems maybe their camp has been it's been made pretty clear that uh, Carolina is going to be taking them. Uh, taking him, I know uh, there was some talk about C.J. Stroud and him, but uh, we'll touch on that more when we talk about the draft itself. Yeah, uh, but it seems like he's either done with exploring teams because he's narrow- he's already visited the teams that are going to take him, or he's just convinced that it's going to be Carolina. So he said, "Why bother?" Yeah, and if if a team's explicitly told you they're going to draft you, now sometimes that doesn't work out. Like you, you see, yeah, sometimes it doesn't pan out. Yeah. Uh, slip so i just but uh, you know one of the things that again if we get time to talk about it today we'll talk about the draft but one of the things that's been happening especially the past couple weeks is it seems like this gap between bryce young and cj stroud has happened where they seem to be a lot closer but then it started to become like no bryce young's probably gonna get picked first overall by the panthers who do need a quarterback that'll be like good for him and then the next quarterback to go will be cj stroud which again apparently from what i've seen from what's happening the texans are not gonna pick a quarterback which they have the number two pick which is really that's what i've heard i've just just from what i've heard looking at mock drafts looking at what people are saying is that will anderson who's an edge rusher is apparently so highly touted that the the order that i'm seeing most common bryce young won to the panthers Will Anderson, edge rusher to the, to the Texans, and then C.J. Stroud third to uh, the Raiders. To the Raiders? Yeah. Which which I, I think Arizona is, had the third pick. Um. Oh. 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 Never mind. This I'm I'm <laughs> I'm uh, I'm I'm painting the car before the horse because I wanted to talk about a trade. That I think is going to happen. Oh, okay. oh you why. think the Raiders are going to trade up? Yes. So I think the Raiders are going to trade up to the number I three gotcha. pick. Not and then and then take and CJ then take CJ Stroud. But I mean, I actually didn't have them taking CJ Stroud. I had them trading up to the third pick to take Will Anderson Jr. 
and CJ Stroud being selected by the Texans. But See, I can in all understand the mock the drafts I'm seeing, people think Will Anderson Jr. is going to the Texans. I, I can understand that because the Texans have so many holes that they need to deal with in their team. Like, if he's the best player, then might as well, right? Because, like, they have problems on both sides of the ball. So why why pass up on a guy who could be, like, a, a star for your defense for years to come? Because, like, there's always going to be quarterbacks that you can get, right? Uh, those rare, like specific players like uh like watt for the texans right like they can have a huge impact and help you if your offense isn't doing too great if your defense is really strong they can help kind of cover that off so i can understand it i guess but i guess i just figured with the second pick they were taking a quarterback yeah i mean that was kind of what i was thinking like in in terms of where i was sitting not that i do like a big mock draft but i was looking at and like i thought quarterbacks will go one two I have the Raiders trading up because I think the Cardinals will look around and be like, yes, we know there's Kyler Murray issues, but they're going to get out of this quarterback. They're not going to draft a quarterback, I don't think, this year. I think they are willing to drop back because they can get a defensive player that they want at the number seven pick because it, like, I really think the Colts are taking a quarterback. I think they have to. So you're yeah, already going to yeah. have three quarterbacks off the board right off the bat. So I think they're they're thinking they can drop back. Yep, that makes sense to me. Um, Chosen Anderson, formerly known as Robbie Anderson, signed a one-year deal to the Dolphins. Sorry, he changed his name? I didn't hear that. But yeah, he goes by Chosen Anderson now. Yeah, I, that happened a few weeks ago, I think. Oh, maybe okay. I didn't month, see that. Okay. Maybe, I'm on, maybe a yes, month or two ago? I'd heard, I'd heard about the signing, but not the, not the name change. Okay, yeah. So now goes by Chosen Anderson. And uh, the Steelers acquired wide receiver Allen Robinson and the 251st overall pick from the Rams in exchange for the 234th overall pick. Yeah, the Rams so, are really, uh, I think they're done. <laughs> yeah. I think they're starting to slowly get chipped away. They might have one good year left with Stafford, but I don't know. I think they're starting to throw assets out the door. Well, like he... He, he finished in Chicago pretty poorly. He did nothing last year. So I think they just cut losses like before mm-hmm. it really cost them anything financially. But what really spoke to me was like if this pick had just been, okay, here's Allen Robinson, you give us our pick. I'm like, yeah, okay. But they got a pick in return and it's only 26 spots different. So that's not what mm-hmm. like within a round difference. So yeah, it's not so like it's not a big, big piece. Yeah, so, so that means that, like, the more valuable part of this was swapping picks, not swapping the fact picks. that you're getting a receiver and as well. in order to move up the, the picks, you just got, like, there's just a receiver thrown in. Like, it's just that, like, yeah. that's it. you just get, like, get a thrown like, receiver. It's such a minor move up, like, maybe a round, well, but a later round. Yeah, I think I think probably also, at least from Pittsburgh's perspective, wouldn't you be thinking, like, well, well, we'll just throw another weapon into the arsenal and see what happens. Like Kenny Pickett's going to need some pieces and we'll just throw another piece in there. And maybe. Oh, no, like I'm cool with that. You know, I'm cool with that. My, my, I guess what jumped out to me was just like, why was the selling price just so low? Like, yeah, you know, like I'm, I'm all cool with Pittsburgh wanting to add another pick, but like you couldn't have tried to get a bit more if you were the Rams, you know, like, no, we're not giving up our pick. You give us your pick and yeah. then we'll give you Robinson. Exactly. That was probably exactly what happened. That's exactly how the negotiation went. 
yeah, it's just uh, that's what boggled my mind. Like, I had no issue with Robinson going to Pittsburgh. Like, yeah, maybe he can turn it around, get Kenny Pickett another weapon. That's a veteran. All mm-hmm. good. It was just the like, just Allen Robinson on his own was not good enough. Like, no. they had to be like, okay, you can also have one of our picks too. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes you got to sweeten <laughs> sweeten that deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh well, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, last piece of news to end on a high note: uh, Demar Hamlin has been cleared to resume full football activities. Great. So that's that's good to hear. Assuming, uh, he but wants we'll jump. To. Assuming he wants to, yeah, I don't know that a decision has been made there or not. But assuming he does, he's got the medical all clear. It sounds yep. like so, and that's a good sign. Yeah. So we'll finish off the uh, second half of our rookie review from the 2022 season. So last week we did quarterbacks and running backs. This week it's wide receivers and tight ends. And again, it'll be going through the tier-based rankings. Uh, So for the wide receiver position in half-point PPR, the average wide receiver uh, in the top 50 had 172 points. Mike, who do you think the highest uh, rookie wide receiver for fantasy finish was this year? Okay, I have a I have a pick that I know that I know is wrong. Okay, perfect. That sounds great. Is it Chris Olave? 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 Is it him? Uh, no, he was actually number two. Okay, then I'm going to go with the pick that I was sure wasn't right. Garrett Wilson. That's correct. Oh, okay. I was like, I was like, there's no way it was Garrett Wilson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Garrett Wilson finished in the average tier because he just broke the uh, position average with 174.2 fantasy points. Uh, He averaged 10 points a game. He was getting drafted around the wide receiver 53 mark, uh, but finished as the wide receiver 19. So a top 20 wide receiver as a rookie. That's way better than I thought. he. I honestly did not think Garrett Wilson had that good of a season. He I remember did. talking well, about well, remember? Ole Ole over there more so than Garrett Wilson. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think that's because of everything that was going on with the Jets quarterback situation. But right. remember at the start of the year when it was like, okay, we're just going to throw the ball nonstop because our defense can't stop anything? Yeah, and I mean, it was working for them, but... <laughs> it was. And then they switched gears and yes. they're like, okay, we're, we're just going to run it now and our defense is going to do okay. So I think a lot of it came from that start of the year, but he he was by far, especially once Brees Hall went down, he was by far their best offensive weapon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he just did a lot better than I thought. Like when you lay the statistics down, I wouldn't have picked him as a top 20 wide receiver. So there you go. Yeah, no, that, that surprised me too. Um, uh, and then at number two, like we already said, Chris Olave. Yeah. Uh, 162 olé, fantasy olé. points. Ole, ole. Ole, ole. So he actually did better on a, per game basis with 10.8. Yeah. Uh, And he played two less games. So assuming he had played the full 17, like Wilson, he probably would have been the number one uh, with only 12 points between the two of them. He was often the saints best offensive weapon because they refused to, to play Hill properly. So they were using him a lot. Like he was, I remember him being all over the place. That's kind of why it makes sense now that you're saying like his, his average was better, but he missed games. So yeah, he, I think it was a concussion. He missed two games with hmm. Yeah, that makes definitely sense. missed most of one game with one. Cause I remember he caught a pass in the end zone for a touchdown, but got concussed on that play. And I think he missed the rest of that game. And that was like in the first quarter, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then he might've missed 
two games from that, or maybe there was some other issue. I can't really recall, but mm. yeah, I think if he had played a full season, he would have been number one in Wilson two. But uh, unfortunately, that's part of part of fantasy. At number three for Green Bay was Christian Watson with 143.6 fantasy points. Yeah. Uh, only played in 14 games, 10.3 point per game average. But most of his points actually came from nine touchdowns on the season. Mm-hmm. Wilson and Olave combined only had eight. So he was a huge boom bust player uh, with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, old nipples and him had a good connection for the end zone, but very little else. That, so. That's what I do remember. Like him and the nips had a good end zone connection, but otherwise not, not much. Yeah. If he didn't score you a touchdown, he, he didn't yeah. do much for you, unfortunately. Um, so he finished as the wide receiver 34. And then immediately behind him for Atlanta with Drake London, 142.6. Wait, Drake London points. was a rookie. I thought he was in the league the year before. No. Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, well, now go. I got to go. Now I got to go and double check. <laughs> no, that, maybe you're right. No. I just i I could have sworn this was not Drake London's first year, but I guess I'm. Are you confusing him with maybe Kyle Pitts? No, <laughs> I no, I'm not confusing him with Kyle Pitts. Well, because Kyle Pitts had a great breakout year, he did. and then and then kind of disappeared last year. Um, no, I, I I thought I didn't know that. No, nope. you're right. Yeah, 2022. Yeah. 20, yeah. Nope. He, uh, 2022 NFL draft. There you well, go. Why nope. you got to make me doubt myself like that, man? No, I just, I honestly thought Drake London was someone that I talked about for more than one year. But that happened Do you know how close this podcast years. was to just being over? Just being over. Yes, yeah, being done. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have stats anymore. I've got nothing. Yeah, like, I'm out of here. Yeah. Well, I just, this happened to me once before where I think not, not two years ago, I think I said to you, I'm like, oh yeah, Christian McCaffrey. He's always a, you know, a steady pick. And you were like, he's a rookie <laughs> or something. Or like it was his second year or something. Maybe it was someone, another friend of ours. I don't think cool. it was him. Yeah. But I thought there was someone that I was like, oh, this guy's been around forever. And you're like, he's 22 or something. Like he hadn't been in the league at all much. But yeah, this that's something. That's I just I think you get so used to a player where I knew like Garrett Wilson, like was a rookie. And there's a couple other rookies that you haven't mentioned yet. That, that I'll talk about briefly, but um, yeah, I thought London was around more. There you go. Yeah. And you know what? It's probably because there was a lot of off-season hype about him. That's probably well, there why was. Oh, no, there why was. The, like, the was years are probably blurring for you. I, I honestly, like if we were to do a pre, like we'll probably do part of that in our rankings. We'll, we'll do a lot of lists. We both like lists. We'll do some sort of looking at the rookies this year. If we had done it last year, I think Drake London, I might have picked as number one, thinking that he's going to have a good season. Like the cause, yeah, because the I, Falcons I thought would have needed exactly him. Yeah, he. I don't. I don't know. I guess I'm trying to. I'm going off my memory. I can't remember <laughs> what other rookies there from the running backs. I might have put a few of them higher, but he definitely would have been like top four. Oh, sorry, absolutely. I meant by by running by receivers. Oh, by Not receiver, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. number one. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, so that was it for the average tier. Um, Sorry, uh, Drake Leno finished as wide receiver 35 uh, also. So moving down into the poor tier, we have uh, for Pittsburgh, George Pickens. So he he had 140 fantasy points, 8.3 points per game. Not really the best quarterback play, like a couple games with Trubisky, some with Pickett. Like it's hard for a rookie to do well when you've kind of got that going on in the backfield. Yes, and I do think he is someone to keep your eye on for for the coming seasons because i do think he had 
he had a bit more of chemistry and connection um, with uh, with with Pickett, who who's going to be the quarterback moving forward. So I I do think that Pickens is someone to, to keep your eye out in in the coming fantasy years. Yeah, I agree. And he finished a wide receiver thirty six. So that's five rookies in effectively the wide receiver two to three range for fantasy mm-hmm. football. So that's mm-hmm. actually pretty good. Yeah, no, it is. Um, especially where a lot of these guys were going. Like, I think Drake London was the f- only one that was in the top 100 overall picks. All the rest of them were going mid-100 picks. So great value for for what you got, especially in a rookie. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it, It's easier for a wide receiver rookie to do well, I think, in the NFL than a running back. But I that's just me going off my gut. That could be completely wrong. I don't have any stats to back that up, unfortunately. <laughs> um, at number six, Washington Commanders, Jahan Dotson. So now we start to see that pretty big drop in uh, fantasy finish. So only 113 fantasy points. He had 9.4 point per game average, but he only played in 12 games. And he was kind of in the same boat as Christian Watson. He had seven touchdowns, but pretty little for everything else. He actually had negative seven rushing yards. So don't know what was going on there, but uh, this is kind of where we see that, that drop in terms of fantasy relevant guys. Honestly, some of these guys, I probably would not have put on this list if it wasn't for who's at the bottom of the list. Yeah. Um, I have a guess who's at the bottom of the list. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, now we're into the terrible tier. So we've got <laughs> Alec, Pier- Alec Pierce for the Colts, 91.8 fantasy points, only 5.7 points per game. I mean, yeah, nothing. Indianapolis, their season was just a write-off pretty much with what happened with Jonathan Taylor. They had nothing else working. Um, Green Bay, Romeo Dobbs, 80.6 fantasy points. Hmm. Uh, he only played in 13 games, finished as a wide receiver, 76. Uh I think if you combined Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs season, then they would have had a great, that would have been like one amazing rookie finish. I think they were expecting more out of Dobbs this year. Like, I think they want to see more out of him. And I think, I honestly think that, that because good old Nips has an issue with the rookie receivers and was being such a baby about it. I think now that he's gone, you might see more, more of an attempt to keep him in games. See, uh, like, I think that was their, thought process but Watson played 14 games Dobbs played 13 but and Dobbs only had one more reception mm-hmm. than Watson so yeah like, no, they were pretty good. even the only the only real difference between them is that uh Watson got into the end zone seven times or nine times well and, and I uh, but I think the problem is is I remember early on in the season I'm pretty sure that that Dobbs was the receiver that was thrown to like I think Rogers threw to him like on the fly once and he dropped the ball and then Rogers refused to throw to him for the rest of the game. Like I'm pretty sure that yeah. was a game I caught where I'm just like it was it was one of the many, many reasons why I hate Aaron Rodgers. And I just thought like <laughs> what like come on. He's a rookie receiver. Like you can't make one mistake. You, the great nipples, have never made a mistake. <laughs> yeah that I, I can't recall if that's accurate or not, but that sounds like something that he would do. Yeah. So. I'm pretty sure it was Dobbs. I know that happened. I just, I thought it was Dobbs and, and not Watson, but 
could have been either yeah, one. Yeah, I, I would go with Dobbs. Uh, at number nine for Tennessee, Traylon Burks, 77.6 fantasy points, 7.1 point per game. I want to talk the about Traylon in- Burks. The, the infamous Traylon Burks. Yes. From, uh, <laughs> from our fa- from you, There's always our one league. year where someone, you, tries to peddle certain players to other people. I, again, I, I tried to keep Burks. The receiver of the trade insisted he be part of the deal. We can talk about the receiver of the trade. We can name him. That's all right. Okay. Your father. <laughs> An absolute fool. <laughs> An absolute <laughs> fool. Demanded that trade. Like, I tried to keep him, and his final negotiation response to me was, that's the offer. Basically, take it or leave it. Like, that was a terrible trade for him, and Burks is a bum. <laughs> like, what a <laughs> ridiculous deal. To to hang your hat on, I, I trail on Burks has got to be in this deal or I'm not doing it. Okay. <laughs> like, why did you honestly, hold on to him so bad? Like, come on. <laughs> be, because I had, like, I thought he was going to have a better year than he did. But, uh, I mean, he started off strong. situation was awful for the Titans this year. Like, they had some well, real issues. Yeah, but he started off strong, and I was hoping, like, I, he was my only, I think I think he was my only rookie, no, sorry, I had Drake London too. So he was my other rookie wide receiver, and I was hoping I could try to hit on him, get, like, a late round uh, value payoff for me. It didn't work out clearly since he finished as a wide receiver 79. Um, but yeah, your dad insisted he be on his team, so who am I to deny him and deny myself Austin Eckler? He's, uh, he's getting books this year, he told me. Uh, I am he, so he excited. Said, he said that that was the last year of embarrassment that he is getting books for this year's fantasy football season. My my family takes this pool quite seriously. Um, well, get your get your family uh, listening in, and I'll help them out. I told them we were working on a podcast. They seem disinterested. <laughs> you know what? Hey. That's gonna hurt them, and exactly. we'll, when w- exactly. when they crash and burn next year, we'll point out why. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely make sure they they become like weekly listeners during the season next year because this will actually be the insight that they're missing. Because I think, I mean, they, they have they have some issues with drafting, and the the books they're going to get are going to help them with drafting. But it's the week to week stuff that hurts some people in our league where you've got it. You got to stay yeah. connected. With what the draft doing. won't win you no. your league. No, it, it rarely does. I mean, look at, like, I made it to the the our Super Bowl for the second year in a row. I picked last. Now, we don't do a snake draft. Like, we, we have different rounds. But I didn't have a top pick in the first five rounds. And I and I ended up coming in second, essentially. So you're, you're right. You're not going to win or lose it in, in the draft. But you can make some mistakes. You can hurt yourself. You can set yourself back. But you've got to play a good waiver game. you got to make trades. And you've got to get those starts and sits. How many times they would keep the two of them kept playing Rodgers and Brady every week? That's what yeah. they were. And my yeah. parents, like again, the, what what an old person pick. Their first two picks were Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Couldn't believe it. it makes me so mad. I just <laughs> I want more competition in our league so you get crushed more often. Hey, you. I'm I'm waiting for somebody to take out Champ Champ this year. Well, so. we're uh, we're uh, you can't no you're not going to call yourself Champ Champ. Absolutely. I no, am. that's stupid. Don't. That's dumb. Don't call. You're not going to be so mad if your team name is Champ Champ. It's bad enough that last year your team name was Champ. Now you're just yeah. going to be Champ Champ. And if you're the th- if you win for the third time in a row, Champ Champ Champ. 
No, then I'll have to just put like champ, champ, champ the third. Yeah, champ the third. <laughs> you yeah. would do something pretentious like that. I would. Yeah, Champington the third. Yeah, um, like some snobby ass yes, name. Yeah. yeah, no, we are not. Absolutely. You're not winning this year. I'm. Uh, I. I've, I'm holding a combine of my own this summer, and I'm. I actually had like a a, a meeting with myself. Oh, okay. Um, to, to, to kind of have <laughs> a crisis meeting. Yeah, like my my organization, Space Force, which is in my oh, okay. team, had like an organizational meeting. We we had a you know retreat. I went into my own darkness retreat, um, which is really just me overeating for a weekend. And I thought a lot about my own strategies and prep for this year. Like you, you I have a goal. I have a five year plan that has me winning the championships three of the next five years. So, all right, I can't wait to see it. Oh uh, yeah, uh, everyone can't wait to see it. I'm very excited. <laughs> I also, as commissioner, have to replace a lot of people. So, not a lot, yeah. but. The, the a few. just a few of yeah. the, the ones yeah. that are dragging don't, us down don't have inactive people in your league guys no you gotta have you gotta have great people this is a, that would be a great topic for an episode it's who you want in your league because it can really <laughs> make you can lower your stress levels if you have active good people in the league so certain people don't just run over certain people and for some reason those people have great weeks just against you yeah <laughs> All right, let's finish up the rookie wide receivers there. Now that we <laughs> segued, if we have time, <laughs> if we have time, yeah. let's finish up these rookies. Let's let's fly through it. So at number ten, uh, New England Tyquan Thornton finishes wide receiver one hundred. Uh, New York Giants Wandale Robinson, wide receiver one hundred and seventeen. Cleveland David Bell, wide receiver one hundred twenty two. Kansas City Sky Moore, wide receiver, one hundred twenty-three. I think he really got hurt by the whole Patrick Mahomes spreading the ball thing around. Definitely um, hard for a rookie to kind of fit into that and do well. I uh, think he played. I think he's the type of player, Sky Moore, that on a different team he would have been higher. Yeah, I think so because he played in sixteen games, but yeah. he was averaging two points a game. He, he, like the ball's just getting spread out so much in Kansas City that he, how can you be more successful than that? Like it was very tough unless you're Travis Kelsey. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, for Chicago, Velas Jones Jr. at 126. Buffalo, Khalil Shakir at 130. Minnesota Vikings, Jalen Naylor at 132. And the bottom of the rookie, who only played in six games due to recovering from an injury, uh, Detroit Lions, Jamison Williams, who mm-hmm. a lot of people were hoping was going to do very well, but uh, the injury took a long time to recover from, and when he got in, like he only had one reception in six games. So just, it was one reception for 41 yards and a touchdown, but he's someone to watch for next year though. I think like if he's healthy, he's someone to watch in in it again, in the Detroit lions offense, that seems to be getting better somehow. And a team that's getting better. I, I, I do think they're looking to him to be like, let's give him a, a real shot next year. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right. Real quick, very brief recap of the rookie tight ends. Uh, really, there was only about four that actually had a fantasy impact. Uh, the position average was 107 points. The only tight end to finish in the average tier was Tennessee Titans. Chigazim Okonkwo. I still don't know how to say his name, and I apologize for that. Uh, finished as a tight end, 23. At number two. Baltimore Ravens, Isaiah Likely. Oh, really? 70. Yeah. Well, Finishes a tight end 26. <laughs> no? No, I would, I thought Kate Otten would have been number two. 
Cade Otten, the the non rookie tight end. He he's a rookie from Tampa, the Bucks. Was Cade Otten a rookie? Yes, of course he was. It was, it was his first year. <laughs> now you're pulling to me. Now I'm I don't okay. <laughs> I don't know if if I'm going crazy. I'm pretty sure he was a rookie. No, hang on, I got I gotta check. Yeah. What a way to end the show. Yeah, what a, I was just like trying to figure out whether or not Cade Otten was a rookie. Yeah. Did this guy play in the league for more than Was Cade Otten in the NFL before? Yeah, no, you're right. He okay, was. That's yeah. what I thought. I thought Cade Otten was a rookie. Yeah, Kate Otten actually finished at number 27. I think I just deleted him off my list. I'm going to be completely honest with you. <laughs> what a great, what a great show. What a great podcast <laughs> we have going on here. <laughs> yeah. So Kate Otten actually finished at tight end 27, uh, which would have been the third uh, spot for rookies. Okay. So still uh, behind likely, like still would still be behind. Likely, still, okay. Yeah. All right. Well that, that at least yeah. makes up for it. Okay. By one point. Okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't and think likely did that well. Was sort of my point. Like I just would have thought Kate Otten would have been too. I didn't think likely had that good of a season, but I guess I was wrong. Yeah, uh, he well he had three touchdowns and a fair amount of receptions. So he he had more receptions than uh, uh, Okonkwo even. Yeah, um, and all three of them actually finished ahead of Darren Waller in terms of fantasy. So well, and it's it's uh, it's too bad that you you made that mistake there because honestly, I for the second week in a row, I think I've had like knocked it out of the park. Like this has been another <laughs> solid episode for me, uh, and then you just have to come in and like completely destroy it at the end. So thank and you. make the same mistake that you did. Yes, exactly. Like, like, like just okay, repeat yeah. my mistake ten minutes later. I get one mistake an episode, and that that was my mistake. And we all know what the one last week was. But I've had two weeks in a row where I've been like killing it on this podcast. Um, so I just think that that's always worth noting. I'll be uh, honest when I have a bad episode, but this was not one of them. I expect that. Um, at number four, uh, Greg Dulcich uh, finishes a tight end 30. Indianapolis Colts, Delaney Woods finished a tight end 32. New York Giants, uh, Daniel Bellinger finished a tight end 34. I think he would have been much higher on that list if he hadn't have had that pretty gruesome eye injury. Yeah. That, uh, that limited that, him to yeah, 12 games. Definitely. Uh, Arizona, Trey McBride finished a tight end 39. Dallas, tight end uh, Jake Ferguson at tight end 47 and Detroit tight end James Mitchell at tight end 68. Hmm. That is it for this week. So next, next week, our episode is going to come out in the middle of the NFL draft Mm -hmm. and we pre-record. So unfortunately we won't be talking about the NFL draft next week, but we will be doing a mock draft in honor of the NFL draft. So stay tuned to see how poorly Mike drafts. If you guys have any fan questions for us, please. Uh, <laughs> Not even justifying please, that with a response. Yeah, yeah. Please uh, reach out to us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Conquer Your Draft. Go to uh, conqueryourdraft.com, fill out the uh, form on our podcast page, or email us directly at contact at conqueryourdraft.com. Thanks for listening. Take care. Stay safe.